Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. Let me hear you. Amen to the sound of thunder tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 You may be seated. Hallelujah. God is a good God, and he deserves all praise. I'm excited and elated. Tonight I'm going to finish the series of Grace Defined tonight. I want to go straight there. I want to go straight there. It's such a presence that is in this room. I want to go actually straight to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. I only want to read one verse. Only want to read one verse, and um, want to read one verse to you. Take you to Second Corinthians chapter twelve, verse nine, and it reads: "It says, and he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you; my strength is made perfect in your in weakness. Excuse me. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities, uh, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities." and reproaches and needs and persecutions and distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I want to talk to you briefly tonight from the subject, grace is enough. Grace is enough. Grace is enough. I want you to put it in the chat. I want you to look at somebody in here and say, grace is enough. Grace is enough. Ladies and gentlemen, I do not want to, I really don't want to in this text, um, we've been talking a lot about grace and um, I hope in this series you've been getting a better understanding of what grace is, right, and, and really um, being able to define what it is. Again, we say it signifies favor, goodwill, and loving kindness, often defined as the unmerited favor of God. And so when I was thinking about, you know, what to say to wrap all of this up, I just want to help you understand that grace, when we look at grace and we're talking about grace defined, just simply put, grace is enough. All right? Grace is, grace is enough. When Jesus died on the cross, everything that you and I would ever need, everything that we would ever need, God's grace supplies it. Everything that we would ever need, God's grace supplies it for us. I don't, in this particular text, I don't like saying that it's a familiar passage because to some it's not familiar. For some, this may be the first time you've heard this, and for others, this may have, you may have heard this before. Tonight, I don't want to highlight so much the thorn. I'm not highlighting the thorn. I just want to highlight grace because uh, when Jesus responds to, uh, responds to Paul, he does not respond to him by the weakness that he has. He responds to him with what overcomes the weakness that he has, all right? Or what Jesus is saying to him that even though you have the thorn and I'm not removing it, my grace is enough to get you through it. So oftentimes in life, we focus so much on the thorns and our weaknesses, and we don't stress the strength of Christ in our weaknesses, but we stress the weakness. 
And so oftentimes we can get so caught up in the weakness of it with the thorn. Paul asks, you know, God multiple times, could you remove it from him? We really don't know what the thorn is, ladies and gentlemen. But the reason why we know that the thorn was put there is to, to really keep Paul in a, a place of humility to Christ. The reason why is because Paul, ladies and gentlemen, uh, he, he had to constantly battle with who he was to the Corinthian church. To the Corinthian church, there was this thing called super apostles because they had this, you know, they had this idea that with all the works and the signs and wonders these super apostles were doing and the Corinthian church was moving kind of away from and trying to think they were bigger than bigger than Paul and what he had to offer and different things like that. And so Paul, in the first verses of Second uh, Corinthians chapter 12, talks about how he was caught up in a third heaven. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that doesn't mean that there's three heavens there. Uh, and, 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 and that day, it, it talks about three realms. There are three realms. So we're, we're, what we're referring to, uh, what I'm referring to is they were called the first round being the blue sky, which, is, which means the, the sky you see. The second, the second round, what, what they would call is the star, so um, our galaxy. And the third round would be the heavens. So he talks about how he was caught up into the third heaven, not meaning there's different places in heaven, but he just said he was caught up there and he saw it. And with this great thing that he saw, he's pretty much telling them, you, ain't the, you haven't seen nothing that I've seen. You haven't walked and done what I've done. And he's pretty much, again, having to prove that to the Corinthian church because to some degree they were moving away from the teachings of Paul and even in that, in that fact, moving away from what the true sound doctrine is of the gospel. And so he's making a mention of that. But then you see this, then the text takes a flip on you that Paul sees this great thing, but yet there's a thorn that's there. There's a thorn right there that, 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 that he said came to buffet me. And he said, this thorn right here, it's, it's, it's agitating, it's irritating. I pray to have, it to have it to be removed, and it has not been removed. And what Jesus tells him in response to Paul's plea is, my grace is sufficient. That my grace is sufficient. When the Bible talks about that he's given us everything according to life and godliness, that is all wrapped up in this one thing is the grace of God. Because you and I literally do not lack for anything because we have grace. Through the grace of God, ladies and gentlemen, which is the gift that opens up many other gifts, such as the Holy Spirit, that is also known as the spirit of grace, ladies and gentlemen, you and I don't lack anything. You and I don't lack anything. And so what Jesus does for Paul is to takes his, takes his attention off of his weakness and puts it on who he needs to focus it on that's going to get him through it. For so many people, ladies and gentlemen, this pandemic, and everybody's been praying for this thing to go away. Everybody's been hoping that, Lord, open up a position. I got laid off. I got furloughed. I got all of this stuff going on. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a hard, stressful time. Uh, not only that, but there was other things that were brewing before the pandemic even got here. Marriages was on the verge of collapse. There was different things that we were struggling with in our own personal selves. And we're saying, Lord, Lord, can you please take this away? If this gets taken away, Way, then things will get better. And so oftentimes, ladies and gentlemen, we think by removing things, ladies and gentlemen, we think that if something is removed, that it, that it automatically means that things are going to get better. 
We think that the, the sometimes we think that the solution to what we are going through is the removal of it. But what Jesus is saying to him is that I'm not removing it, but I'm giving you the strength to overcome it. So, ladies and gentlemen, there are times in our lives where God will not remove what is the thing that seems to keep you in a place of humility. In order that your dependence on him would strengthen. That you would trust him even while you may have a thorn that is in your side that you can't seem to get rid of. It's because it's not meant for you to get rid of. It's, to, it's, it's meant there and put there to remind you of his grace. That be, now listen here, Paul, you this big man, you done done all of this, but guess what? You still got to rely on me. Because why? Because it is the grace of God that is enough. And so it's not so much, ladies and gentlemen, in the removal of a situation. It is in God showing you that, listen, that problem right there is showing you that if you continue to yield myself, the grace of God, the sufficiency of his grace is more than enough. It's more than enough. What you're praying for you have to understand God's grace is more than enough to get you to wherever you're going through. When I think about this word sufficiency in the Greek, ladies and gentlemen, it is an unfailing strength. An unfailing strength. It is something that the grace of God will never fail you. It will never fail you. When you look at it even, even more, when you look at what the grace of God means, ladies and gentlemen, it also, uh, come, it also uh, continues to carry the idea that it's enough. You know what I'm saying? That it, it is enough for us. We don't know what the thorn is, but he says that, again, that grace is sufficient to meet any need. It is, it is, here it is, is that grace, ladies and gentlemen, compensates for our weakness. So the grace of God compensates where we are weak. Where we are weak, matter of fact, the success of a Christian life is in weakness. Hallelujah. It's in weakness because it's in your weak when you when you realize and that's a place of humility to realize I'm weak and I need Christ because in him I can be strong in him I can be courageous in him I can be bold but, but apart from him I can't I can't do that. Hallelujah. So the real strength, the real success, see, we tell you that, oh, it's in the being strong and all that stuff like that. It's can't, you can't be strong apart from the grace of God. You can't be strong, ladies and gentlemen, apart from the power of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't happen that way. It doesn't happen that way. So again, he's saying, really, if you understand how weak you are, then you will allow the grace of God to compensate you. He said, this is what the scripture says, and James even tells us this, is that he gives grace to who? The humble. That God resists the proud because he can, God cannot shower his grace on someone who thinks they don't need it. Who thinks that they're bigger than the grace of God. And if you think that, grace will never be enough for you. Because you'll feel like you need something more than that. And so many people think they need more than the grace of God and search for things. And guess what? It's never going to, it's never going to work. It's never going to work for you. 
The grace of God, ladies and gentlemen, and Jesus is telling this to Paul, not focusing on his weakness, not focusing on the thorn. He's getting him straight to what it is. The grace of God is enough. It's enough for you, Paul. You're praying something for, to, to, for me to do something when I've, got, when I've given you the grace. When I've given you the grace, ladies and gentlemen, say I got the grace for it. I got the grace for it. Let me tell you something. You have the grace to get through this season of life you are in. You have the grace, ladies and gentlemen, to get through, oh, my God, to get through the financial hardship you may be in. You have the grace right now for your marriage to get through this season. You have the grace right now for your, oh, my God, for your business to flourish. You have the grace right now in order for you to do. He says, listen here, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. The moment when you get to a place in your life when you feel like you cannot go along any further it's the moment you allow grace to do its work again this is such it's such crazy to me because he's saying wait a minute how can strength be made perfect in weakness this doesn't make sense to me the way it can be made because you allow my strength to be oh my god to compensate for what you cannot do hallelujah Hallelujah. He said, my grace, my strength is made perfect. Oh, my God, the grace. You don't allow the grace of God. Oh, my God, the favor of the Lord to show itself strong when you go out outside of God's hand and outside of his covering and think that you got to find this. You got to do this to meet your void. No, 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 no. It's not going to solve the thorn you have. What's going to solve it is understanding and allowing the grace of God to be perfected while you're in your point of weakness in the point of weakness and this is what Paul needed to hear ladies and gentlemen that God's grace was enough for some of you I don't know what this was for but some of you need to hear that I got my grace his grace is enough it's more than enough it's sufficient for us it is sufficient in my God it said in, in, the, uh, in the book of first uh, Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 and now uh, he's able to make all grace abound towards you so that you may have all sufficiency for every good work that you may have all sufficiency not some not a little but all sufficiency hallelujah that you may have all sufficiency, ladies and great. That's why you have to understand the thing about grace. And it's often used, oh, my God, riches are often, oh, my God, used to describe God's grace. His riches of his, oh, my God. Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2 tells us about the riches of his grace. Why? Because he abounds in it. He has an endless supply of it. That means no matter how weak I am, his supply never runs out for me. Oh, my God. My goodness, his grace is more than enough. It's, it's like having insufficient funds in the bank until payday comes. Hallelujah. That you're in, so you have insufficient funds. But when the payday, when pay comes in there, it makes your account sufficient again. Oh my God. And this is what happens when we allow the grace of God to really do what it needs to do in our place of insufficiency. You allow his grace to kick in and start being compensating what you did not have before. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. And this is the power. This is the power of the grace of God, ladies and gentlemen. The power of the grace of God is able to meet you at any need. Paul, yes, you have a thorn. Brittany, yes, you have a thorn. Dom, yes, you have a thorn. Oticia, yes, you have a thorn. Jeremy, yes, you have a thorn. But the real reality is, is not to focus on what your weakness is, but to focus on who God is in your weakness. Because when you focus on God in your midst of your weakness, Jesus said is that my strength is made perfect in that state. That is made perfect in your state, ladies and gentlemen. That God's grace, how this is why you need God's grace, is because the human person, the us in our humanity is weak and it's frail. If we're weak and frail, the flesh is weak and frail, ladies and gentlemen. Hallelujah. And that's why we need the grace of God, because the grace of God reminds us of our frailties. It reminds us about how far we are away. But God's grace is enough that pushes us in our destiny, that God's grace is enough to get us further and move us further in the things of God because we have grace. Because we have grace. And so, ladies and gentlemen, is that Paul, after going, coming down and seeing his great things, and he talks and he talks about his infirmity and talks about his weakness. We don't know what the thorn is. I don't focus on the thorn. Some people say it's a health condition. Some people may say it's other things. I don't care what it is. If the thorn was meant for us to understand what it was, it would have been there in the text. But the text is the thorn is not the subject of the text. Grace is the subject of the text. Grace is the point of view of what people are trying to show you it's not so much of the thorn but it's so much of God's grace that gets us and compensates in the midst of having a thorn that's agitating that's trying to buffet us that's trying to irritate us a month of a thorn that the end that God would allow the enemy to put there ladies and gentlemen it said a messenger of Satan that came to try to buffet me but the reality is no matter what the messenger or what enemy that tries to come and tries to irritate us the grace of God is able to give us the power to overcome it to defeat it because Christ has already given us the victory and so grace is enough ladies and gentlemen grace is enough grace is enough ladies and gentlemen to cover us it is enough to cover us the book of Psalms says it like this Psalm 3 Verse 3, it says, but you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the one who fill, excuse me, who lifts up my head. Psalm 91, verse 4, ladies and gentlemen, says, he shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. Ladies and gentlemen, again, the grace of God is enough to cover, ladies and gentlemen. It is enough to cover us and protect us. This is a promise of his protection. It is a promise that no matter what, oh my God, no matter what may seem threatening out in the world, ladies and gentlemen, no matter the circumstances of the world, that God will keep the righteous. No matter what has came and is knocking on your door, no matter if the enemy comes in like a flood, that he shall cover you with his feathers, ladies and gentlemen. He says, under his wings, you're going to take to refuge. He says this truth shall be your shield, that the truth of God's word, ladies and gentlemen, shall be a shield for you. The truth, see, that's why you have to understand the word.
word of God because the word of God can be a shield when the enemy's trying to come in. The word of God is a shield when temptation is knocking on your door. The, oh my God, the grace of God is there, ladies and gentlemen, to cover and protect you. He said it's enough to do it. It's unfail. It doesn't fail. It doesn't fail. It doesn't fail, ladies and gentlemen. But those of you who feel like grace can't sustain you, but I came tonight to tell you it's enough to sustain you. Hallelujah. That it's enough to sustain you tonight. It says it like this. In other words, to give help or relief, ladies and gentlemen, that for some of you it is not a stimulus check that's going to give you help and relief, even though I would love it. It's not that that's going to give you the help and the relief that you're looking for. Ladies and gentlemen, Psalm 121 says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from which comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who's made heaven and earth. Ladies and gentlemen, it's understanding that grace Grace, he's saying, listen here, my grace is sufficient. It's enough, to, oh my God, to sustain you. Oh my God, that means it's enough to give you help, ladies and gentlemen. Hallelujah. For those of you, let me tell you something. You have to understand the grace of God comes alongside as a helper, a helper for you. The spirit of grace, the Holy Spirit, ladies and gentlemen, comes along as a helper towards us. And it's, it, it's all in the it's all, ladies and gentlemen, all you have to do is have your eyes locked on him. Don't you see? I will lift up my eyes, not to where everything is going on in this level. I'm going to look my eyes up to the hills. Because when you're looking service level at things, it's going to make you feel like there's no hope. When you're only looking at the surface of every, where everything is and what's around you, it's going to make you seem like things are not going to be better. But when you look your eyes from what's on this level and get your eyes locked into heaven, you'll begin to realize, wait a minute, why in the world am I troubling? Oh, my God. Why in the world am I stressing out like this over here? Why in the world am I acting like that? I don't serve a God. Who, oh, my God. Who owns a cattle? a thousand hills why am i acting like that god is not able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all i can ask for thing well because i'm not looking having my eyes look to where he is I need to start having my eyes glued to where he is. That's why people are struggling right now. Suicide is on a high level. It's because they're looking at where they are currently and they don't see that God is still on the throne. Oh my God, in the year that Hosea died, I seen the Lord, oh my God, high and lifted up. He ain't gone nowhere. He ain't got off the throne. He's still there. My God, help me in this room tonight. The Bible says that the earth is God's footstool. Oh my God, I like it when they say he hit. Oh my God, he says hi, but he looks low. Oh my, hallelujah. He's saying it is enough to sustain you. Hallelujah. For some of you, you need to understand God's sustaining power in a season like this. How God is able to sustain you. Hallelujah. And that's what God is probably trying to teach you through his grace. That if you come into a place season like this, you hear me, Dom? That God will sustain you through it. Just maybe God's grace is trying to show you that he's enough to sustain you. While others are following to the wayside. Huh? Hallelujah. You're saying, why has all this happened to me this year? Just maybe God's trying to show you that his grace is enough to keep you through it. This may be God's grace is trying to show you 
that his help, <laughs> his help, he, his, his help is coming from heaven. Hallelujah. Just maybe, ladies and gentlemen, just maybe God is trying to show you that his grace is more powerful than the economy and the volatile economy we have and the instability and the unstable leadership that we have all across this country. Just maybe. Hallelujah. Just maybe. Hallelujah. But here it is. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Here's where, hallelujah, here's where I, I want to show you. Not only that, but this is what he was really trying to show, show Peter, um, excuse me, show Paul in this, in the midst of all of this. That not only can I sustain you, I can cover you, I can protect you, but I can strengthen you, Paul. I can strengthen you that it's, it's enough. That God's grace is enough to sustain you, cover you, but also to strengthen you, Paul. Hallelujah. Because sometimes when you're in a wrestle, ladies and gentlemen, you'll feel depleted. It feels like, like when you're trying to do it all in your strength to get over the thorn, ladies and gentlemen, your energy gets depleted. But just maybe. He said, my grace, Paul, where are you dealing with, ladies? What you're dealing with? I want to show you how my grace is enough to strengthen you. That my grace is enough to strengthen you. If, if, if you had never had any circumstance in your life, and I wish I never had to go through anything. I wish life never really had to happen. And if you are wishing that, ladies and gentlemen, keep living because the reality is that will never happen because we live in a fallen world. Life is not going to be perfect. Life is going to throw wrenches at your plan. Life is going to come. Life is going to come unexpectedly and knock on your door. Life is going to come in the form of eviction. Life is going to come in the form of divorce. Life is going to come in the form, ladies and gentlemen, of being laid off from your job. Life can come in the form of COVID-19. Life, ladies and gentlemen, happens. Life happens. Jesus told us it's going to happen. He said in this life, you are going to have trouble. It's not if you're going to have trouble. No, you will have trouble. Trouble is a part of life. But can I submit to you today, but God's, God uses the natural order of things to perfect things in you can I submit to you today that just maybe God uses all of the good and the bad of what life has to offer ladies and gentlemen and shows you that oh my God in Romans chapter 8 that he tells us all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose just maybe God uses all of the junk that has came with your life, your family background that didn't seem to be too good. The, the, the things you, when you say that, God, why are you give me this type of hand? Why are you deal me this type of cards? Just maybe God is trying to show you that through his grace, it's enough that no matter what, oh my God, oh my God, no matter what cards you've been dealt in life, that God's grace is enough to bring you over top of whatever circumstance you had in your life. God's grace say it is it's enough look at somebody and say God's grace is enough God's grace is enough put it in the chat room TCF nation tell them God's grace is enough ladies and gentlemen hallelujah it's it's more than enough and I'm reminded I'm reminded ladies and gentlemen of what uh, of what Peter wrote 
and in, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10, and he says, But may the God of what? All grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Ladies and gentlemen, that he's saying, listen, after you have suffered a while, may God of all grace then strengthen you. May him perfect you. May him establish you and settle you, ladies and gentlemen. That I know, oh my God, let me tell you something. That you got to, oh my God, if you can just let the grace of God do the work in the midst of this season that you're in eventually COVID's gonna pass over but what's gonna happen when it passes over if you had the right attitude eventually God is gonna establish you and strengthen you after you didn't felt depleted in the season and then guess what when the dust is gonna finally settle after you suffered a while he didn't say before you suffer he said after you suffered a while the God of all grace not some of it but all grace is enough to strengthen and settle you me in this room. I'm coming into a season where God is going to settle me. I'm coming into a season where I'm just going to have a seat and be able to rest. I'm coming into a season where at any moment, no matter what's going on, that after I've gone through the fire, I'm going to come out as pure gold. Why? Because God is able to strengthen me. tell you something what Jesus was telling Paul look the trial that you have with the thorn ladies and gentlemen it's come to strengthen you it's come to allow you to understand who you need to rely upon it's come to show you who you need to depend on that you don't need to get out of the grace of God but you stay in there and allow my strength to become perfected in your weakness and that's why because he's able to strengthen me Paul gets to a place where that's all he needed to hear. He needed to, he just needed to hear that. He needed to hear that. Some of you need to be reminded of this truth today. Because after Jesus said what he said, he said, therefore, most gladly, this is what Paul said, I will rather boast in my infirmity so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Hallelujah. Ah, because it's God, because he's like, look here. After he figured out that grace was enough, and after that, oh my God, he was reminded of the words of what Jesus said to him. He said, you know what? I'd rather boast in my firmness so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Maybe, just maybe, that you need to start boasting about it so that the rest of God, oh my God, the power of Christ could just sit on while other people see that you're going through what you're going through. They see the power of God being used in your life because the favor of God is just resting up. because it's resting upon me. Therefore, let me tell you something, I take pleasures. He said, I take pleasures in it. Oh, in reproaches and need and persecution and in distress for what? Christ's sake, not for my sake, not for me, but for the sake of Christ. For when I'm weak, then I am strong. It's not because I'm strong, no. He said, because I'm weak, then I am strong. Because I allow Christ to rest on me. I love the power. 
power of God to rest on me. When you go through the rest of this year, let the Christ power rest on you. Hey, let it be evident that the favor of God is resting upon me. How can you say that when I don't have a job, preacher? Because God is enough to sustain you through it. Hey, when you look at your bigger account, God's power and hand is still resting upon you. When you see, oh my God, all that kind of things going on in the world, but yet it ain't affecting you. It's God's power resting upon you. Look at somebody and say, God's power is resting upon me. In the name of Jesus, if you believe it, shout hallelujah. I have my God in here. I didn't feel like turning up like this, but now I feel it. Hey, look, oh my God. The reality of the matter is, is when you let God's grace be in your weakness, God's strength starts pulsing and brilliant up in you. That gives you enough energy. For some of you may be watching, you feel weak. You feel like you're, oh my God, in distress. But can I come to you tonight and let you know that God's strength is made available. Blessed are the oh my God, the meek for they shall inherit the kingdom of God. Shout yes! I gotta go. I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. For in my weakness, he is my strength. He is my helper. And so I will boast in my infirmities so that the power of God may be evident to let people know that no matter what has come on my way, God's strength is more than enough. His power is more than enough. He can cover me. He can sustain me. He can keep me through and get me to my destination. What you have is enough. What you have is enough. <laughs> ah, what you have is enough. <laughs> Stop thinking that you don't have it. <laughs> what you have is enough. <laughs> Hallelujah. What you have is more than enough to get you through what you need. <sighs> Hallelujah. What you looking around other places for. What you have is more than enough. I'm telling you right now that God just wants to, oh my God, if there is a people that would trust him, his power would just sit on them. I'm telling you right now that God wants his power to rest upon you, but you got to be in a place of being humble before him to say, God, I'm tired of running this race by myself. I'm tired of trying to figure it out in my own strength. I just need your, oh my God, I just need your grace to just rest on me. I need your strength to rest on me in the matter of my weakest moment because he's be strength for you tonight he'll be strength to you tonight he'll be your strength tonight some of you need to know in that chat that his power gonna rest on you as this year come to a close you're gonna see the hand of God listen if the election don't go your way I hope that you still look to God hallelujah if things don't look to get better around you I hope you still look to God, hallelujah. I hope you still look to him because his grace is more than enough. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. 
We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.